It's the Dockiverse Podcast, Episode 15, Biscuits You Want to Kiss. In this episode, it's Free Character Friday, we have more of the Dockopedia, and I've got commentary. So let's get going. Hello there, everybody. I'm Doc Cross, your host. Welcome back. I hope you've all had a good few days between podcasts here. It's been all right here. The weather has cooled down significantly. I've actually got out in the garden and done a little bit of gardening. Not much else getting done around here because eh, it's summertime. We're all lazy. This is uh, the second of the new shortened podcasts. So let's get right into things with a thank you to my patrons. Thank you, David, Avis, Bruce, James, Marion, and Mark for supporting me first as a blogger and now as a podcast. You guys are swell. All right, folks, because it's Friday, it's time for another free character for you to use or not use in your role-playing games. This one is Ariel Ames. Let me spell her name for you. A-R-I-E-L-L-E-A-M-E-S. Ariel Ames exists in the modern world, but it's a modern world where, in the background, there are witches and wizards. Now, the problem here is that witches are all pretty much good, and they wield magic that's pretty powerful. They descend from long lines of female witches in all sorts of different countries all over the world. They're the last line of defense against the wizards, who are all male, all wield great power, and who are all insane because magic drives men insane. So that's the big conflict in that world, and Ariel is in the midst of it more often than not. Her day job is a private eye, working mostly on women's issues, a lot of divorce work, a lot of missing persons work, things like that. She lives in San Francisco in a Victorian house with her cat Amos and her boyfriend slash computer genius slash researcher and occasional muscle and uh, backup, Jason. She is the kind of uh, investigator who really, really doesn't want to have to shoot first, but if she does, she's probably not going to miss. Ariel has many, many contacts in the not only supernatural witch world, she has many contacts in the weird shit world of people who believe in crystals and things like that. She has a lot of contacts in the police and just a lot of contacts out on the street because there are a lot of people who know her. Now, I don't give stats in these sort of uh, free characters, but I will say that Ariel is not only tough, she's smart and resilient and reasonably strong for her body size. She heals fairly quickly. The amount of magic she can wield is about average for a witch, but she uses it pretty well, mostly because people who deal with her aren't expecting that. She is hated by the wizard community because she has either put away or killed several male wizards who are trying to get up to no good. So anyway, there's your character, Ariel Ames. Use her however you want. You could probably easily move her into a fantasy setting, or straight-up horror, or something like that. Okay, folks, we are now moving into the Doclopedia, and we're still doing the alphabet, of course, and we are up to K and L. K is for King's Maze. King's Maze is a huge maze covering an area of 100 square miles and located in central Gradonia, just east of the Flowering Hills. It was created during the reign of King Drondek III, perhaps the most paranoid and long line of paranoid rulers. Convinced that his enemies, who included the imaginary sky women, 
were out to kill and or eat him, King Drondek ordered the area surrounding his castle to be cleared and a huge maze created. This all took place just after his 22nd birthday and was finished by his 25th. The maze was a marvel of engineering, magic, and cunning design. The walls, such as they were, were made of everything from dense vegetation to solid stone to deep ravines to what appeared to be eternal fire. The whole place was full of deadly traps, dangerous creatures, and at least three forest troll communities. It was also impossible to fly over or tunnel under. The exact way in and out changed every third day. There was only one entrance on the south side near the village of Herdenmark. When the maze was finally finished at great expense to King Drondek, his subjects, and a lot of people he owed a great deal of money to, the king was deliriously happy and danced about singing, I'm safe, I'm safe, before retiring for the night. The next day, his half-eaten body was discovered in his bed. The castle and the maze were abandoned within a day of Drondek's death. That was 298 years ago, and much of the magic that has protected the place has faded away. You can fly over it now in a skyship line out of Herdenmark, and they do daily excursion flights. For the more adventurous, guided trips to the castle itself are available. These typically take five days round trip, and meals are provided. K is for kangaroo people. After the merge virus got loose on Earth 44A and caused DNA migration from species to species, many new sapient life forms appeared as pure humans died off. In Australia, the main sapient species became the kangaroo people. Resembling some sort of strange human kangaroo centaur, these creatures are generally peaceful nomads. Unlike normal kangaroos, they carry their young in the womb to a more mature state, then place them in the pouch for another six to eight months. After they leave the pouch, the young are raised much like human children, but they mature to adults in about five years. Kangaroo people are omnivorous, but mostly eat vegetation. They do hunt and enjoy eating meat whenever they can. They're just not really good at it. They use fire, build temporary shelters, and will plant edible plants that need little care. They return to these scattered gardens later in the year and harvest from them. The Australian Aborigines, one of the very few pure human strains left, get along very well with the kangaroo people and often trade with them. L is for Leaving, Nebraska. The small town of Leaving, population 1,209, is located in the west-central portion of the state and would appear to any observer to be a typical small farming community. Being quite a way off the beaten path, tourists almost never go there, and it has actually been left off state maps a few times. Nothing exciting ever happens there, unless you're a criminal on the run. Strangely, a fair number of criminals do indeed find their way to Leaving, usually by getting lost at night. None of them ever leave, because the good folks of the town capture them, put them on trial, and then drop them down a concealed pit that goes straight to hell. It's a speedy and efficient system that has worked well for over 100 years. L is for long cats. On Earth 33i, there is a very strange species of domesticated feline known as long cat, Felis octopedis. These strange creatures very closely resemble ordinary house cats, but are over four feet long, not counting a three-foot tail, and have eight legs, which are short, like those of the munchkin breed of cats that we know. Long cats have longer and larger ears than most domestic cats, and have the Rex style of thick, plush coat with no guard hairs. The fur is always longitudinally striped, and black or dark reddish-brown over a much lighter color. This striping gives them a racy look, which is fitting because long cats are very fast. Long cats are also excellent climbers who, unlike regular cats, can climb down as easily as they climb up. What long cats cannot do well is jump due to their extreme length and multiple legs. 
They are, however, even more likely to land on their feet than a normal cat if they fall. Long cats are different from all other feline species in being true omnivores. It is not uncommon to find them eating fruit in a tree or chowing down on greens in a garden. In fact, a long cat fed only a typical high-protein cat food diet will develop health problems. Long cats do not breed as often as other cats, nor do they have as large a litter size. A typical litter seldom numbers more than four kittens, with two or three being more common. Additionally, the kittens stay with the mother and the father, because yes, long cats stay paired up after mating for as long as a year. They do not reach sexual maturity until their second year. As companions, long cats are more like dogs than house cats. They're pretty easy to obedience train, and they seem to enjoy learning and performing tricks. One thing to note is that long cat excrement tends to be way stinkier than ordinary cat feces, if you can believe that. Fortunately, they can be trained to use a doggy door and do their business outside. Finally, long cats are pretty long-lived, with the oldest on record being a British pet named Olivia, who lived to be 33 years old. In the wild, the lifespan would be closer to 10 years. Okay, folks, it is time for the commentary for this episode. And my commentary this time is directed at all those people who put out videos on YouTube that tell every tiny little detail of a trailer for a movie or for an episode of a television show, say like Loki or one of the other Marvel shows. What I want to say to those people is, fuck you. Fuck you six ways from Sunday. Take your videos and stuff them up your ass. First of all, you ruin shit for people, okay? Second of all, very often you're finding the tiniest little teeny tiny thing in the background and you're making a big deal out of it and connecting it with something else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Fast and Furious Universe or whatever the fuck you're talking about and come to find out it doesn't mean a fucking thing okay if somebody goes through a five minute trailer and they come up with 50 different fucking things you can bet your sweet ass that no more than about 10 of those things are going to be relevant to the episode or the movie or whatever the fuck you're watching. Sometimes you'll come upon one where they're doing a you know, thing for a trailer and something like that, and it's pure fucking bullshit conjecture. Everything's just pulled out of their ass. Why? Because fanboys love doing shit like that. They love making stuff up. They love breaking everything down and analyzing the shit out of it, which is why most of them don't ever get laid. So yeah, all of this analysis they do and these, you know, hidden Easter eggs and shit they think they're finding. No, we don't need it. Fuck it. It sucks. Stop it. And while we're at it, hey, quit trying to predict what Marvel is going to do in any given movie that's coming up. I think Kevin Feige actually looks at your shit that you write and the videos you make, and then he says, okay, we're not going to do a goddamn thing of this. Nothing. Even though some of these are great ideas, fuck these fanboys. Let's do something they don't expect. And while I'm on a rant here, you know what? Zack Snyder, not worth a fuck, okay? The Snyder cut all this bullshit. Half the time, his movies are just crap, okay? So stop idolizing the guys that make the crap just because you think big money Marvel or somebody or DC or whoever, which by the way, I got to admit most DC movies eat shit, but stop, stop, stop. Okay. Stop making shit up. I know you're lonely fucking incel fanboys out there desperate to make something up, whether it's what's going to be in the fourth Spider-Man movie that's not even written yet, or what's going to be in the new D&D book or whatever. Just stop it. You know, take a bath, take a shower, 
get cleaned up, put on some nice clothes, go out, find a nice young nerdy girl who likes some of the same stuff you do, be a nice guy, and maybe you'll get lucky and stop doing this shit. That's my rant. I'm done. Thank you. Okay, folks, we're at the end of the episode. I want to thank you once again for listening. And of course, if you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docverse blog, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com, or if you're listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts two weeks before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Doc Cross. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it or just give me a fistful of money, get in touch with me by any of the methods I mentioned above. Our music was Whiskey by Crowender off the Free Music Archives. Listen up, you big human scallywags. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2021 by Doc Cross. Now go do your silly human things. Get out of here.